Welcome, everybody. Hello, everybody here at Brewster Street Ice House. We are Rump Chat, the greatest podcast in uh, the history of All Western sports. <laughs> so All we're going to entertain you here today as you eat your crawfish. It's a packed house down here. If you're around, come on down. Crawfish uh, all day. It uh, smells just absolutely wonderful. <laughs> it does. Something about being in South Texas in May. With humidity. Humidity and beer and crawfish and Buck Days Rodeo with the WCRA. Yeah, we're here, Buck Days. Uh, it's been a great couple weeks for them. A lot going on. Parade today. Uh, so after you guys get done eating fish, go down there. $35 wrist bracelets. You can ride all the rides you want to, Justin. 35 <laughs> bucks. You can ride the Zinger. Have you seen the Zinger? It's an amazing. <laughs> it flips you around. If you've just ate 13, maybe 15 <laughs> pounds of crawfish, I recommend not getting on the Zinger for two to three hours for not only safety reasons, but for health reasons. Yes. Well, let's get into our show today. Uh, we have a couple of young guns today. Yes. Yeah. And uh, like we were just talking before the show started, it's so good to finally get to, to know these people because anybody that, that does listen to Rump Chat knows that we want to tell the stories. We want, we want everybody to, out there to know more because that is one thing in rodeo where we are far behind as far as like actually knowing the athletes. Like when you think about the NBA or the NFL – you know, you feel like you can watch these different things and you really know the players. Like, I feel like I know Patrick Mahomes, okay? <laughs> but I don't. So through the Rump Chat, what we've got to do and meet uh, cool people like we have today, it's, uh, it's what we do. We tell the stories. We have a lot of fun, especially well, this introduce week. Introduce them. Introduce them. Bring on our guests. Okay. Uh, from Denton, Texas, this is a... A guy everybody already knows. Uh, how old are you, Riley? I'm 18 years old. 18 years old, and he's been roping for 25 years. <laughs> uh, one of the greats, and a big part of the WCRA, uh, Riley Webb, Denton, Texas. Round of applause, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And um, Josie, I don't know your last name. Connor. Connor. Josie Connor. God. I forgot <laughs> wow. it. I'm not, you know that I'm not good at that. But Josie's with us here from a little town in Louisiana, Iowa, Louisiana, which is the not the parish of what did you say before? It's Calcasieu Parish. Calcasieu Parish. <laughs> no, not quite. Calcasieu Parish. Calcasieu Parish. Move that mic up on her yeah. rump. Yeah. So we're we're so glad to have you guys both here today. And the final day. This is a bummer. Uh, the final day of Buck Days Rodeo, twenty twenty two. We always talk about rodeo, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way at some of the events that you guys go to. But there's rodeos you go to because you want to, and there's rodeos you go to because you have to. And this is definitely one where you don't just show up and go, well, it's just another rodeo. There's just something special about the Buck Days Rodeo, and especially with the WCRA. And for everybody out there that doesn't remember, through the WCRA, Riley, you had a chance last year to win the million dollars as was you 17 or was you 18 by then last year 17 years old 17 yes sir chance at a million dollars chance at a million dollars it started at guthrie and then we went guthrie to buck days and then we had salt lake was the final one you had to win three in a row to uh be eligible for that and we knocked the first two out and we were just shy of 
been in Salt Lake City, but we're back here at Buck Days. I won the first one in December at Cowtown, so we're here this year, so we can maybe repeat it and get to Salt Lake and actually get it done this year. Wow. So if, if you win here, that'll be number two. Yes, sir. So then then just Salt Lake would, if you won Salt Lake, that would be your triple crown. Yes, sir. Wow. I can't, it blows my mind, dude. Like 17 years old last year and going for a million dollars. I joke around this, but it's the truth. When I was 17, I was trying to save up money to buy an Xbox, like <laughs> kind of a different path. But you know, like uh, from what I've got to watch of Riley, you're a classy dude, you know? Thank you. I, I like the guys that, that just rope and you don't, you know, they don't really show a lot of emotion when they don't, when they do bad. Hey, there's another one. When they do good. Hey, that's great. And I, I feel like from what I've got to watch you uh, a lot lately, you're pretty just even keel dude. Do you feel like that? Uh, yes, sir. I, I mean, I get excited. You don't sometimes. have to say yes, sir. You can just say wrong. <laughs> I get excited sometimes, but uh, at Fort Worth this year, it was kind of, you know, Last WCRA, one major missed at Salt Lake for the million dollars. Come back the next one, and I won it. So the, I kind of got excited there and kind of, you know, fist pump. But that that's about all I can – that's all I can get out of me. <laughs> well, I do I do like when people get excited. Yes, sir. Because it – especially like this year at San Angelo in the Roping, when Shad Mayfield comes out and was – six, was nine, six nine or something and then – Pumps up the crowd, and then she comes back and is six eight. Like – that was – I like stuff like that. And that's that. calf open country right there. Everybody – I mean, you know, some rodeos, the fans are, are like – they know the rodeo, San Angelo, it's calf like calf roping fans. They're educated fans. Oh, yeah. they're, they're great. It's a, it's a pretty good rodeo. I'm not, you know. You're biased. Hometown. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my hometown. I'm actually the rodeo manager there. Yeah, Producer. so – and so the uh, little thing called the Roping Fiesta, where you have been the, there you go, Justin, thank you, where you have been uh, the, uh, you roped in our junior match. Yes, sir. And then you get, you win your way from the junior match, and you actually get to go against the top 30 guys in the world, yes. which is really cool, in San Angelo, for 20 grand. Really cool. And then I was, I'm actually the youngest roper to ever make it out of the prelims to outside of the Angelo when I was 16. Good yep. Lord. Yeah, so I've known Man, Riley's Riley name for a while, you know, just being involved with that. But it's uh, – I did too, and I, I got to – I want to come clean. You know how I am. You're a fangirl. I, no, well, I judge, I judge it first. I'm a judger, and it's not right. But when, when I first saw Riley, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, Wonder Boy here. Let's <laughs> – let's and nothing rude because you're cool now. But, you know, like – when you when you uh, when I first kind of said like, well, we'll see what happens when he really has to rope against somebody good. I'm like, yeah, with all these ropings, like we talked about, where years ago there wasn't junior ropings with 175 entries. So I was kind of like, well, uh, rally whatever, we'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, he actually uh, <laughs> he's actually pretty good. <laughs> like it it's it would kind of blew me away because to to have that much pressure as a teenager. In going against the greats, Tough Cooper, Shad, Shane, um, you know, just the, the Caleb. great group. Caleb Schmidt, Belleville, Texas, world champ. There's just so many guys that rope good, you can't even name them all nowadays. I mean, everybody ropes good. Well, especially now, like the class that you're in, and we've talked about the different classes, uh, you know, years ago when you had Fred and Cody and Jerome and Brad, uh, Brent Lewis and – 
you know, Joe towards the end and Fred Whitfield and that group. And then it kind of transitioned into a new group. And now we're kind of seeing another new group with you and, and Shad and everybody. And, and that, that was only three years ago. I mean, Shad was a rookie. What? This, he's made yeah. it four times. That's only four years ago. That's not just the time has changed within the last four years of new guys. But do you sit around like on that million dollar deal? Like, t this is rum chat. Don't give me a cookie cutter answer. Were you sitting around going, holy crap? Like, I could literally get a check for a million dollars. Well, and then go to prom. Like, you know? <laughs> well, before that, the American's been, you know, that's a million dollar rodeo too. So before I got to rope at Salt Lake for a million dollars, I got to rope for a million dollars twice at the American. Never, never made it to the final four, but made it to the American. And so, I, it helped a little bit because I've been from a young age putting myself in that position, you know, to rope against the best guys in the world at a young age. So now when I'm 18 or, you know, bought my PRSA card to go on, I'm not, not as much pressure, you know, it's just, I've been roping against some guys since I was 15. Now, you imagine that now that I'm 18. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that not even being able to vote, but yet you've ran it a million dollars three times. Wow. That's way more times than I've done it. But I mean, <laughs> what's it say about where rodeo is a sport is at? You know, with with the WCRA and and, you know, the American putting up that money, you know, it's just it's insane now. You know, uh, I just did some math after San Angelo to see where we were at in payout and we were the sixth biggest at seven hundred thirty thousand just just for the rodeo, not, not counting the shootout or anything like that. But there's five rodeos now that paid out over a million dollars, not counting the American. That five is, rodeos that's huge you know that's rodeo is going in a good way and and the wcra is 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 a place where you know anybody anybody and anyone can come compete all you have to do is you do your nominations and go through there and then you can come here there's a over half a million dollars here next week i'm sure you're going to fort worth oh, to, yeah. to go wrote, run for three quarters of a million dollars i wrote uh, here at Corpus Christi tonight for fifteen thousand, and then Wednesday I get to go rope for sixty. So it's just the WCRA has been so great for this sport because they just showcase us on such good stages, and it's so much money. So if you maxed it out, which we hope it happens, <laughs> you could make seventy five thousand bucks in a week and a half, and still be mil uh, still be eligible for the Triple Crown in Salt Lake. Wow! So yeah, I I I really do hope. Uh, after watching the other night when uh, in the breakaway rope and when Tacey got bumped, you know, I uh, honestly yeah, hope, I got bumped by one one hundredth of a crazy. second. I honestly hope Ouch. that we have a million dollar winner sometime. It's getting closer. It's someone's going to do it really soon. I really feel like it. Because yeah, who who? Uh, well, Richie, Richie Champion did it. Yeah. Wade did it. Sundell and the Bronc riding. At the American. But. American. Who? Yeah, the American. Yeah. I'm just talking about yeah. people who've won a million dollars. Well, and then the, the the bull rider won the two million this year. Yeah, two million. Chad split it. Chad split it. But I mean, the million. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the full million. Yes, sir. Yeah. There's only been those three guys, right? Yeah. And there's been a lot of chances at it. Well, and it'd be cool if one of the ladies got it. It'd be cool if if you could win. Oh man! Because guess what? We I said this the other day on Rope Chat. If you win big in the next two weeks, for a small fee, we can put <laughs> your roping. Right up here on the backdrop. For <laughs> we'll a put your feet. face up there. You know, I, I mean, I'm not opposed. <laughs> usually, we're pretty good luck, but I think tonight, the I don't know. Round. I have a feeling that you're going to win it. So, 
well, hope you're right. And it, yeah. it's been, it's you got the rump rump my, chat magic. My girl crush was out last night in the breakaway roping. Jackie. <laughs> I love her. She's classy. She didn't answer right. me back on Facebook Messenger. It's okay. Did you message her? Would you like her number? No. I would. You know, I would I'm love good. to send her just a random message of my face and be like, new phone. I who can this? give it to you. Well, new phone. It was about the breakaway. We have it at Fiesta. And I was like, asking, I'm like, well, I'll just ask the best. Womp, womp. So anyway, I figured it out. It's okay. So how many, how many breakaway ropers are going to be in Fort Worth next week? Eight million. Um, thirty. <laughs> no, they limited it to it's either twenty six or thirty, right? Oh, forty. Forty. Forty with the challenger. I forgot 40. about the forty six. Yeah. So is that tell, talk us about the format next week? Not trying to not trying to get by tonight. Let's just do good tonight. But next week, Fort Worth seven hundred fifty. No, we need to talk about it. Three quarters of a million dollars for just the ladies. So I'm actually the number one seed in the WCRA. So no matter how it goes, in the there's a round. Monday, round one's Monday, round two is Tuesday, and the semifinals is Tuesday night, and it brings you to the main round or the triple crown round um, Wednesday. And so no matter how it goes for me in the preliminary rounds, I am seated to rope for the 60,000. And so that's one of the perks of, you know, the getting the nominations and how the WCRA has it all set up because you can nominate all the ropings that you go to and stuff, and you can set yourself up to be in the final rounds. How many? What did you nominate to get to this point? Uh, they posted the like athlete roster of like number one versus number two last week, and I actually had twenty two nominations at eighty nine hundred points. So nice. Thanks. What about you, Riley? What did you, what did you nominate to get to get in here? Like how many rodeos? Probably I don't know. I have to look. But it's hard um, to keep up. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. Do you keep or do you have somebody that? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't do anything business wise. My wife Ashley, who's actually back there, Ashley. She's not She's paying attention. Eating crawfish. <laughs> She's eating crawfish. Don't worry about it. But she handles all the business. But I, I, I honestly feel like, uh, you know, if you're roping and doing what you guys do, it's kind of handy to have somebody that worries about all the other stuff and let you just go rope. Do you do a lot of that on your own, or uh, like who's your team? Everybody's got a team. Up to this year, I kind of just roped and was like, all right, we'll figure it out. And then this year, I've kind of kept track of everything. She's always kept track, you know. I have a notebook. We have Every, entry everything. fees, winnings, diesel, all of it. We have do you, all of do it. you have do you you have that notebook? Not like here, but it is oh. in Corpus. It's in your truck out there, actually. Okay, oh, yeah. we're gonna get. Uh, I want to get a picture of that <laughs> for all you kids out there that want to go rodeo. It's so much more than just showing up and swinging a rope. It's so much more. Yeah, yeah. The entering system still blows my mind. I know. There's so preferences much stuff and, and yeah. Huh. <laughs> I was on the you phone know, for like of, two days trying to get trades on driving down here. Like, you who did? You're on the phone with now. I'm like, I don't even know their name right now. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm you, just trying to call. Do you know what I would say? Tell them this, and it'll work every time. You'll if pay you, their fees? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <Exactly that. laughs> no, you call them and say, hey, okay, I'm going to give you just an example. Say Josh <laughs> here is entered in the calf rope, all right? Hey, Josh, hey, it's Justin Rumford. Hey, what's up, Rump? All right, I got something for you. Okay. Do you want to trade? No. Or doctor's release? <laughs> <laughs> the choice is yours. Can uh, you try that? You could try that, definitely. That, I'm going to try that. You I don't punch think that one. would work for me, though. I mean, personally. <laughs> you could do that, too. Okay, don't count yourself out. Uh, but, you know, what? we talked to, uh, who were we talking to about uh, the, the camaraderie, though? 
we we had a we watched this video and it's kind of making fun of everybody, everybody. but it was talking about how tie down ropers won't. You know, they try to well, stay the, five. Yeah, the Bulldoggers are all in one big bunch and this and that. The Bulldoggers, then, they, everybody, every event in radio needs to look at the Bulldoggers because they're like a cult. They stick together. <laughs> and, like a cult. Yeah. But, but then the they t- are. Like, they, they stick together. They all have each other's back. I think, I mean, we're all out there doing it for a living. I mean, kind of need to stick together as a team and make the sport rodeo better. It seems pretty tight, though, with the cap rope or Sue. Yes, sir. It's pretty You good. know. It's, you know, growing up in our era, you know, you always had the Fred versus Cody, you know, head, head mashing or whatever. And before that, it was Joe and Joe and Roy. Of course, Joe was kind of, Joe was like you. He's young. So he, he spanned a couple different. Yeah. What, he, he was in the Roy Cooper wasn't days he and then went into the Fred and Cody days. And Joe was always there. And was, I think Joe was 19 when he went to the Thomas and Mac for the first time. And yeah, he's the uh, 85 rookie of the year and won the world. Yeah. Which that's pretty cool. Haven Medjid did it a couple of years ago. Yep. That second guy to do it besides Joe Beaver, rookie of the year and the world title. And I like Haven. He's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, funny. he he'll hang out and, and have a little fun every now and then, you know, because that's what it's all about. I mean, it's having fun, especially, you know, in this world we live in. It's sometimes a little bumpy. But uh, so what for both of you guys, besides these rodeos, it's May. It's almost hammer time, you know, right around the corner, Reno. Cody Prescott, the you know the whole run. It's about that time. You, and with breakaway roping, like we talked about the other day, breakaway roping has came out of nowhere. Not came out of nowhere, but I mean, think about it. Three it years ago, yeah. it wasn't anywhere. And now, I mean, yeah. Houston's paying fifty grand to the winner. Yeah. So it's almost hammer time. Are y'all just entered? Is your book full? <laughs> it is entering pro rodeos might be one of the hardest things ever. <laughs> really? It's like so complicated, and then like the WPRA, like. Uh, they're they're just adding the breakaway to some of the rodeos and so like not all of the information like when the books open or when the books close is listed on the WPRA listing yet so like I am looking at the WPRA WPRA website every single day because some of the books are like not even open yet and you're like are like the slacks not listed and it's just a lot harder because we don't know where we're going yet yeah you're looking at the short listings you know I look at planning on August already I look at his listing all the time, and I like kind of try to base it. And like, I have the breakaway slacks different days, and even like the the time event slacks at some of the rodeos. So, yeah. so what are, are you? Uh, are we gonna are we NFR in this year, Riley? We're gonna try it on. We're gonna try it on. So yeah. yes, That's just say yes. Twenty second yes. in the world right now in the PRCA. Twenty second. So you're right there. I mean, we've only just started. Went through the you know the winter run. Didn't get to get into much of the buildings. You know, rookie kind of you know just got a, got in Fort Worth, and that was. No, no San Antonio, no Houston, none of the none of the big buildings. So, got a little bit one. And what'd you do at San Angelo? I can't remember. Uh, San Angelo, I won the second round. I missed the first one. That's so right. Got got a so good, you got a chunk. Got a good chick chunk of it. It paid of really good. That was what I was looking at. Like uh, I was talking with uh, actually our next guest, Tim O'Connell. It was it was really neat to see, and and again, understanding payouts and stuff like that. Like it actually paid better San Angelo than it did Fort Worth because it. They chop it up so much, you know, instead of just two and a short. Yeah. So, what about a horsepower? I got two. How many? What's your? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the the old the thing I always hated. Tell us about your stable. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. You've never heard that? Well, because how old are you? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, that's why. That's an old. You know what a stable is? That's where I they do. used to keep horses. It's like a barn. <laughs> yeah. Back when I was a kid in the '80s. 
But <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> so what? How many horses it's are y'all gonna haul? I promise. A couple. I, I, I got two really good ones, and she's got three I got good ones. Three, so but I mean, I'll haul two mo- mostly to take off and go like for the summer. Oh, and are you guys gonna? <laughs> I'm trying to get like everybody's opinion on what's your plan to combat five dollar and fifty cent diesel. To go rodeo. Win. Just win. win. I was thinking. <laughs> Just win at him and you ain't got to worry about so it. So who do you go with? Uh, I haven't really figured it out yet. Um, I'm not too worried about it. We'll figure Go it together out. when you can? Uh, not bit. the same rig, but sometimes we'll probably have to put each of our horses in two. Like, I have two of one of his horses and he has one of my horses. We might have to do that a little bit some. Do you, ever, do you ever fly and mount out, do anything like that? Uh, I'm gonna fly. I'm flying out to Redding, California, Wednesday. I'm sending a horse out there, though. So I'm sending my own horse. Oh, I sorry. try to. I'm I'm out a little bit, but I try to ride your own hire horse. my oddest, hire my odds to ride my own horse. You know, when I'm comfortable on, if I can. That's just that's another thing. It's just insane. Like I mean, I I only fly a few times because most time I'm in my rig. You know, just yeah. we're not like you guys, right? We're we're at a rodeo for a week. Yes, sir. But it's well, like look at John Douch. Yeah. At you know, he wins Houston. He comes to Austin, runs his first one there, flies, goes to what? Uh, he goes out to California, Oakdale. He went to like two rodeos. Redmond. Logandale. Redmond, Oregon. That's Redmond. what it was. He goes Austin, Redmond, Austin, and then back somewhere out west. I mean, doing it. Doing it. And I, he's, I, probably, he's got him made right now. Well, much. and you know, I don't think a lot of people realize when they watch you guys. That it's not really the in arena that that wears somebody out. It's the fifteen hour drives and trying to pack feed and and supplements for your horses and vet papers and entries and you know the late nights. Like there's so much more than than the the one minute that you're in the arena. For sure. I mean, like I might go to Canada a little bit. You know, this year trying to get your passport and making sure you're you know you got the right papers to go to Canada. Just all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And yeah. this year in the PR said they limited the calf rope to 75 rodeos. So so if you don't official it, it don't Which, count. Yes, that sir. never makes sense to me. Because so if you want to go to spend the money to go to 200 rodeos, then go. I, yes, sir. I agree with that. That is the, I don't know why they would limit. You know, the, the year that uh, Joel Edmondson. Let's call Shane. <laughs> Joel Edmondson was a steer wrestler who won the world championship in 1982. And he competed at 200 rodeos. He out-rodeoed everybody, which I think it's that's the way it should be. Like, if you got the money, you got the time. <laughs> you got the money. You shouldn't you have to official anything. You know? Or you could just be like Cody Ole and go to 36 of them and be right there. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, or Billy Atbauer or anybody like that. That you, would just Hey, you, win. Don't want, you don't want to travel hard? Guess what? Do better, you know? <laughs> The breakaway roping doesn't have a limit in the PRCA this year, so I'm going to be, like, really, like, like I want to see who's going to, like, go to the most rodeos. Like, I, the breakaway ropers are going to travel. They're How already many rodeos traveling. Is, I mean, is there even 75 rodeos with breakaway? I bet there is now. They literally add them, like, three weeks before, so we don't really know, to be honest. So, this is kind of a hotbed issue because it's hard for a lot of the small committees to, you know, if they – to make breakaway mandatory. It's hard for committees oh, it to is keep hard. It's coming up with more money. The cattle. I mean, I know breakaways thirty dollars a run for breakaway cattle. We have to pay our uh, own stock charges. I think it's twenty five dollars. Yeah. A run. So you know it's it's 
there's so much stuff flying around out there, you know, the pick five, which is before breakaway, you know, if they can't, because a lot of times, and we'll talk about this with Tim, there's bareback riders, they're, they're just non-existent. It's a tough, it's a tough event, right? So there's just not very many of them. So you get to, you know, late summer, you know, and you're at a four per rodeo, and there may be only 15 guys entered. Everybody's they're all up on one night or something. It's, it's so, it's so hard, right? You know, and I'm, and I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous for this year, especially with $5 diesel. Cause most of the time you get into August and guys who don't have a chance, they're everybody just kind of throttles back and maybe sticks closer to home. But I think now that you're throwing $5 diesel, my thought is this, I think it's going to be really good until Cheyenne. And I think if you haven't got the finals made by Cheyenne, but if you still a lot, I mean, if you've got your, well, September 28th, Say if you're not top twenty five. If you're if you're not close, 30. I don't think you're going to be rodeoing hard after Cheyenne. That's like that's my opinion. I I'm agree. Not I, a contestant, and that's what it kind of usually is. It, they, you know, it, you you see a decline after. I think that's kind of how it is, but I think this year, especially, who knows what's going to happen with the fuel situation. It could I, be nine dollars come. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, like it, we don't know what could happen. <laughs> it might be cheaper if you just guys got like a two horse bumper pull and a Toyota Tundra. Get you, get you a Capri camper. Get you a Capri camper. Get you a Capri. Get you a, you know, two horse. And just go. Me and Rumford are going to be hitting up the rodeos after Cheyenne. <laughs> I got to, and I'm going to post this video because uh, we're going to get it. You had a, you tried to pull a Justin Rumford and jump a bicycle yeah. off a ramp and you did not do well. Yeah, I'm lucky there was nobody like laid out like you did underneath the ramp because <laughs> I just drove it straight just off the ramp. Straight. Like there was no lift Riley, whatsoever. What, what was going through your head? Riley? When you like can, Justin Rover could do it. Riley, when, when you can rope for a million dollars, we would ask that you don't do anything stupid like jump bicycles. Okay. <laughs> I know. I just, just bought the bicycle. We like tried two to days jump, before jump. that. Tried to jump it out there, and now the bicycle's all enough. I can- <laughs> uh, here's what I want to I want to make this on Rump Chat. Okay, so we're not only live now, but this will also be on our all of our um, you know Apple and iTunes. If you win the million this year, I'm going to buy you a new bicycle. All right. You hear that? Uh, that sounds good. New bicycle. His new seat, bike goofing. His seat is like crooked on it. It's like it's all it's Do you haul bikes to the rodeo to so, ride around? Well, I, I just, just bought it. I just bought it two days before that. I was like, all right, we're going to cruise around on this and then straight to the ground. So let's do this. So rodeo that you happen to be up and he's at, get him in the act. No oh way. God. I'm not going to. Do the motorcycle act and have him jump you. No, because <laughs> I don't want I don't want Riley to, okay, think about yes. this. Yes. Let's, let's do it right now. Go get you, the motorcycle. You remember a couple of years ago when, uh, who was it, Taos Muntz, he got in the wild ride at Red Bluff when he was winning the world and broke his leg? <laughs> let's not do stupid <laughs> stuff. Let's win money. Well, let's speaking stack of, cash. Speaking of winning money, you know, we're, we're talking about going, going, going hard. How cool is it deals like this, the WCRA, where you don't have to, you know, you, could, you get into them and it's just huge money and not have to just hammer up and down the road at these deals. I mean, how, like you said, 15, you win 15,000 a night, let alone, you know, whatever goes on next week. Shoot. That sets you up really good for a few months. And you don't I mean you just nominate the rodeos you're already going to. So then PRC rodeos that you're already going to, you can nominate and still be, you know, come to these great events and have a shot at big money too. So you're not having to go to extra rodeos. You just gotta, you go to like, Last week, you know, I nominated Guyman last week at the mm-hmm. State Rodeo. Yep. Nominate 
the jackpots, whatever, you know, all those events that we're already going to, we get to nominate. And the weekly bonuses that they have, I mean, I've won two weekly bonuses since the uh, new division started, and I'm up money from nominating. I've won $750 since nominating, and I've, I mean, I've had less than that in nominations. That's awesome. So you're playing with house money. Yes, sir. So I, I just think that, you know, two 18-year-olds that just uber talent, I'll be at that, but have chances. You know, that's what the WCRA can give chances. There's been a little, there's been high school, other high school kids, you know, in the steer wrestling and the team roping and all that back in the same corner as, you know, <clears throat> the greats. You know, uh, Speed Williams and Rich Skelton, for Pete's sakes. You know, imagine competing against yeah, old Roni. Yeah, I saw him last night. Got to visit with him for a minute. I, I saw him in the bathroom. Guy. Me? <laughs> me, love Rich Skelton, guy. and Donnie Gay in the urinals. It's actually a true story. But uh, uh, everybody here, uh, Rooster Street Ice House. Let's give a round of applause. Riley Webb, Josie Connor, awesome kids. They're going for big money tonight here in Corpus Christi. Thanks and for if, having thank us. you guys. If yeah, Riley wins the million dollars oh. next year, he's going to come back and buy everybody here a beer. <laughs> everybody crawl. You guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are too. Okay. All right. All right. You want to call your time tonight? What are you going to be? Oh, I don't know. We'll see what I what I get drawn for. Oh, uh, very politically. Seven seconds tonight. You're going to get money. Seven seconds is going to win. Seven you're going to be low sevens probably. Yeah, that's what you're going to have to be twice. Seven, short seven twice. And everybody what, what about breakaway? Go, I think two five or under gets back to the top three round. Okay. What's going to win the three round? Two one. Two one. All right. Josie Connor's gonna be two one tonight. She called it. <laughs> she babe, she just babe roofed it. Calling her shots. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming up. Uh let's bring up our next guests. If they're done eating crawfish, thank you guys very yeah, much. Go you. eat some crawfish. Thank y'all. Wait, let me airdrop this one. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh our next guest, um Brewster Street Ice House. It's an honor to have these guys, even though they're complete jerks. And they don't have very good taste in music, but they're my friends and they're our friends. Ladies and gentlemen, in the brown hat, three-time world champion bareback rider, Tim O'Connell. And in the ball cap, the winningest bull rider in the history of professional rodeo, seven-time world champion bull rider, Sage Kimsey. Yeah. This is normally where we play something really cool, but due to the fact that yeah. we're streaming on YouTube, they keep kicking us off when we play cool tunes. Yeah. So normally we'd bring you up to some Motley Crue. Jill would play some good stuff. Yeah. Oh. Already starting. Welcome. Mute microphone four. And no, I'm just kidding. Tim has been actually a Rep Chat fan for a while. And I've always told Hammond, let's get Tim on. Let's get Tim on. Oh, don't hey, even. Hammond's like, I don't even really like Tim. We can so, only yeah, hold, really have there's only room for one Iowa guy. <laughs> And we've uh, Sage also is a Rub Chat fan. We've got to have Sage on before, but anytime the very first uh, Raw, yeah, was with Sage. Anytime you've made us a ton of money. Thank you for that. And I finally way. paid him back last night. He did, yeah, he did pay me back last night Un against his will. Against his so will, we did the it was last his night. Idea, yeah, it, it was definitely his idea. It was, and you always lose when you do the old credit card roulette. You know, drop the card in the hat, and yep. Of course, mine was the heaviest. Four hundred dollars. Well, that San Angelo money you got stashed. I know. <laughs> I wish I would have put the San Angelo card in there. Uh, we did talk business. <laughs> Don't think the boss would have liked it, but it actually, kind of um, rude that you did it. Anyway, these guys up tonight going for some big money. Um, Tim, we talked about it a little bit last night. <laughs> it's uh, you're not really excited about this seven round uh, 
but you got some buckers in there tonight, huh? Yeah, the seven round is going to be pretty nasty. Who's in this? What horses are in the seven round? Uh, Miss Ellie is coming from the Bronc riding to the bareback riding. There's a couple of my brothers that are got a lot of lead changes in there, and uh, basically every hard hitter of Frontiers that they could bring. Is uh, Gunfire is Gunfire out? No, they they bought Gunfire last week. They're going to give him a break. Yeah, it's, Travel Pro Jesse Pope, ninety two points. What he's going to have to buy that horse when he's done. Yeah, I mean, like three times in six months, we're starting to think things are a little sketchy. Is what is Gunfire? Is that a mare or, or gilding? It's gilding. Okay. I don't actually know. It is. Okay. Well, he just guessed. He just, that was a 50-50 shot. No. Gilding. When it, when it comes to bucket horses, that's one thing that I do know. He does. What I about, will give what about is Show Stomper out tonight in the bareback ride? No, I thought Show Stomper would be out, but he's not here either. Wow. Bummer. That's that's the one that made Bobby Moat look like a baby when he bucked him <laughs> off. When Show that's Stomper. Here, there's no. actually uh, there's a chip in the concrete in the locker room at the NFR from that night from Bobby. Really? Yeah, he's, he may have taken a chair and started beating the side of the wall. <laughs> See, he told us last night the only thing he's ever done was kick the wall one time, and that was on the, I, in the I, edge of the arena. I think that was out in the Thomas and Mac and in the hallway, but once you get in the locker room, it's a complete different story. Yeah, it's fair game in the locker room. Have you ever hurt yourself from punching, kicking concrete walls? <laughs> no, I got pretty good control of my emotions. I don't, well, I mean, okay. If I'm going to kick something, it's going to be like I know a trash you don't. can that moves. <laughs> Uh, the, between the two of you, from watching you guys a lot, like I said, I'm a rodeo fan. When when something doesn't go Tim's way, you know it. He doesn't throw a fit, but you can tell it in his face that he's upset. When he power walks. When Sage gets upset, he smiles, like weirdly smiles. Like he would take his helmet off and be like this. And it's creepy. Like, it is. It's like, yeah. please go punch something. Don't just stand there and smile. It's weirding us all out. Well, I mean, how many times do you hear guys talk about breaking their hand whenever they yeah. punch the shoot? Like, no, I'm not. That's not going to be my headline. Like, I might break my hand in the arena, but it's not going to be self-inflicted. Well, especially you and Tim, too. But how many young kids are watching you guys? Oh, yeah. I always it, thought that was the dumbest thing when guys would kick and punch the shoot. Like, I understand the being frustrated part, but, like, that is always unforgiving. You're the loser in that every time, 100% yeah. of the time. You got to learn how to lose with grace, man, at the end of the day. Like, people people remember the great rides. They remember all the cool stuff you did, but they remember how you acted as well. And I, I think that's part of your legacy that you leave behind is, you know, what kind of winner you are and what kind of loser you are. My, my favorite thing, though, is when a bull rider bucks off and he looks at his hand. I should have done that last night. <laughs> like, in disbelief, like, you did. Why you did, did you hold it. on? Pop. I needed to do that last night. Should have. But more importantly. I love it. You were, you were time hurry backdooring it. Come on. <laughs> just, just a little bit longer. 7.1. Yeah. But made it back. I mean, I know it's not the way you wanted to make it back, but you made it back. The big money's today anyway. It really exactly. doesn't matter. You know, uh, the funny thing about Tim is when, when I first start being around Tim riding bareback horses was in my Three Hills Rodeo days. Working for uh, Dave Moorhead from Iowa, which I love Dave and Marla. And I got to work all their events, and Tim was in the bareback riding. He got blowed out the back door more than anybody. He was unconscious for like six months straight. Like That explains so much. I remember. <laughs> they woke me up with smelling salt in uh, Manawa, Wisconsin one time. <laughs> like, Manawa. And, and when you, 
you never forget the smell of smelling salt. Like it'll bring you right out of that dream, right back into reality. I remember telling Dave because you were, I don't know if you were sponsored by Three Hills, but you had the Three Hills logo on the back of your white vest. And I remember pulling Dave aside one day and be like, hey, you know what? You should tell Tim, maybe bareback riding's not for him. Like, <laughs> But when he was getting I, thrown out the back, it was going at one. I mean, it was... It was pretty legit. I made stupid uh, comments like that, too, when Wade Sundell, who high school rodeo with, always rode bulls, when he started riding Bronx, I'm like, what are you doing, Wade? Stupid Wade. So, turns out we're not very good judge of talent. And now, <laughs> and now you don't have a tailbone, so you can even ride barebacks better. Yeah, you know, I really worked you, They took it out? I yeah, didn't know they, they really took it out. Yeah, it was going to kill me. Like, really? It, it had broke. This is that Sydney story. Yeah, yeah It yeah. had broke, and it had broke at a 90 and it had a hold in my lower intestine and the tip of it was broke. So every time I got on a bareback horse it hit, and I'd sit on my rig and it hit that tailbone and it starts stabbing me in the intestine. Ooh. So like, we were like, okay, what do we got to do here? Cause something's obviously wrong. And it was Sykeston that I was like, something's got to change. Well, I went and got an x-ray and the x-ray went to a couple different people and long story short, Tandy called me. And he goes, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing pretty good. And he goes, no, you're not. And he goes, I've seen your x-ray. He goes, you're going to have that taken out. And I was like, what do you mean I'm going to have my tailbone taken out? And he goes, that's going to kill you. I don't even need to see the MRI. I've already called your surgeon. You're more than likely going to be in for surgery next week. Because every time you clench your hips together, you're stabbing your lower intestine. So they went in and they just cut my tailbone completely out. Wow. Was the, uh, was the recovery from that hard? Like, it's how do you rehab? There was, there was no re A rehab. Bug. But like, yeah, it's kind of like being COVID all over again because you couldn't sweat because everything flows to your butt. And I had, they cut me where the sun don't shine, take it out. So like, I couldn't sweat. Like it's the most easiest place to get infected. I'm sweating right now. I'd be I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your tailbone beat be it up there, Bear. It's hot in here. That's uh, because you set out for a while. It was a, the day they cut it out, it was a hundred... 100 days to the very first round of the NFR from the day they cut it out to the time I was, had to be on a buck horn. But you so, had it made. You go to the NFR in what position? Can't second. Remember. You're second. still second? I'm still second. And it took, like, to the last week to catch me. Wow. I forgot you were that high up. But it was a, it was a good finals. It was, it was awesome last year. I, I tell you, I was, I'm a huge Jess Pope fan. That's a good guy. Me too. It saved me on the side of the road. Remember when my truck broke down going across the Kansas Turnpike? The greatest thing to ever come out of Kansas. And then um, uh, Jess sent a guy down there, and my trailer's 40 foot and weighs 23,000 pounds. And this guy shows up with a Gen 2 Dodge Ram. Rob McGinnis. I'm Kansas proud. And when, <laughs> when, when, he, when we lowered that trailer onto that 2004 Dodge, it, I literally heard it. Ugh. Anyway, but uh, when when he rode that gunfire in that last round, I was, man, I was I was that was a cool moment. I was pumped for him. And then last week, he does the same thing. And I, I, I I like you guys. And Cole Franks, he got in the barrel last week. Yeah, that guy has a good time. You guys have a good. That's a good rig. Yeah. It's a it's a good bunch of dudes. It is like we have a really good time traveling with each other. You know, like it's pretty lighthearted. You know, like you got a twenty year old twenty one year old kid that's down to do some stupid stuff like get in the barrel 
<laughs> with no padding. With no padding. So there's no, no padding. No in cares that. in the world. He, I mean, he does stuff like that all the time, and he kind of goes into Frankie land, and you don't really know how to get Frankie him out of it. Land. He gets franked out. Yeah. And then, out. then there's Jess, who likes to be an old man, and wears his uh, wears his good old plaid shirts. And Jess, I tell you what, that is the pin stealingest son of a gun you have ever met. Like old man, like. Gotta have my pins so Jess, I can write down Jess them is a 40, numbers. Jess is a 45-year-old rancher stuck in a 21-year-old body. 65-year-old rancher. I swear to you, that kid probably stole 200 pins last year. Anytime he had to write a check, you can check the pin out and make sure it's a good, oh, it's a good pin. I'm going to steal their pin. I farted in his girlfriend's car. That doesn't surprise me. You know that she actually told me about that. Yeah. Welcome to 94.7 Talking oh, yeah. Country. No, that's far Local radio here. And um, back to something Christy. not... Back to something not rodeo. Both of you are uh, getting ready for this, but Sage has got a new traveling partner. Yeah, because he's a new daddy to the cutest little dang baby there is. You know that Timmy also just had another kid both like three us. weeks ago. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Both of them, but you know, See, Tim's Tim's a, a his old friends are on the, they're event. on the same that's schedule. The whole dad thing. <laughs> oh yeah, literally both of us. You know, we got to bed at it a little later hour last night than usual both of us seven o'clock rolls around we're just bright-eyed bushy-tailed and then we realized that we didn't have a kid to take care of so we immediately rolled, rolled over. back over and went back to sleep <laughs> i know that's, i miss my family so much and i can't wait to get home to them but it's like i can stretch out because usually about six in the morning gus comes piddle pattern in and gets in between us and you know and i get the feet mama gets the snuggles you know and um yeah you'll you'll look forward to that you've already been through it but so tell us about rodeoing with a new baby uh, it's, it's been different, man. I didn't realize how much I loved my sleep until I had a kid. Um, <laughs> that that's honestly like the biggest change. I mean, I love that little boy with all of my heart, but you just don't sleep. I mean, I get it now. Everybody's like, they always talk about the sleep deprivation and it's a real thing whenever you have, but kids. it doesn't last long. I, and I will tell you this, I want to give you this advice. Enjoy it. Because now my kids are eight. At the time when, when the triplets were babies, I'm like, oh, my God, this sucks. You know, they're always crying. They're always awake. But, man, if I could go back in time, I would in a heartbeat. So even though it sucks. You went like, from zero to 300 miles an hour yeah, in 2.2 yeah. seconds. Literally. Little steel. Little Literally. steel, yeah. He, he gave us a pretty good scare whenever he came. He was seven and a half weeks early. And, uh, yeah, it was – not exactly ideal, but man, he's just been a trooper from day one. He was only in NICU for like five days, and and your wife is amazing too. Yeah, oh, Alexis. Alexis, is how much do you incredible. appreciate? Especially last night, shows me a Snapchat, and he's just baby boy, just crying, and <laughs> it says, "I've been listening to this for an hour now." <laughs> oh, literally, yeah. No, it's been God bless him. She, I have a whole new level of appreciation for Alexis and just mothers in general. Now I can tell you that. Do you, yeah. do you guys both think about this? Like, even though your world champions have done so much, but after you have kids, like those buckles don't mean as much as having that baby. Is that, is that something you, I think about that too? Like, I mean, I obviously want to keep getting buckles. However, yeah, I said, you know, it's you, you just love your kids. It's a whole different deal. I, I think they mean different things now because like at the end of the day, you know, I mean, you starting out, you do it for the money and the glory and the fame and this and that. And it's like, man, at the end of the day, now I'm want to I want to be the best version of myself in and out of the arena to set an example for my son. 
So it's just, it, it was more like a paradigm shift for me than it was like it meaning more or less. Like it still means the same, just in very, very different ways. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? And Sammy's awesome chick, yep. great mom, hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see some awesome pictures? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man. I mean, back to the mom thing. Like, I what I think is amazing with, with moms is like, their ability to when they have a child, like they're very, especially the first one, like they can switch from your wife or your girlfriend, whatever your situation is, to mom, like boom. Like they just have that mom instinct that they just Natural. know what to do. And you're just sitting there like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. Like, like what next? Like what are we doing here? Yeah. Oh, we but weren't then, on the like, radio, I tell you. But uh, so <laughs> uh, this is funny. I'm just having this like epiphany. Here we are all these gold buckles up here and rodeo and we're talking about hoss moms and kids well, but <laughs> how no, much has changed in the last few years everybody always talks about rodeos and tell us about this bull but i think it's so cool because there's so much more to rodeo than just riding bulls these guys are human do you guys change poopy diapers yes oh yeah you guys got the the, the diapers where it comes out the top and the back and Deal's been good so far. I haven't had to deal with one of those. Oh, yet. you just text um, yourself. Yeah. When yeah. you get home, it is dirty diaper well, season. Stratton blew one out the other day. That was pretty good. At least <laughs> yeah. he didn't hit him in his hair. But that's that's how Tim knew he didn't uh, that when he got COVID is he couldn't smell the diaper genie. Yeah, that's when <laughs> that was bad. That was, <laughs> okay. It, it's it's crazy though because like, dude, I do not do smells and still to this day cannot do any type of smell but I can change a diaper. I was pretty proud of myself, patted myself on the back. The first one I changed, I was like, yeah, I got I, this. Dave Magel, Sydney, Iowa has never changed. Never changed his kid's diapers, not one. I'm like, how did you do that? That explains a lot. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, 2014 wasn't that long ago. First NFR. Now here we are in 2022. It's happened fast. Oh, yeah. And even with you, too, Tim, I mean, when we first started hanging out, it happened so fast. Like, we were talking about I, I can't last believe night. it. How, we, well, you know, like you, you were, we're saying at. earlier, like, when you see me that year with Three Hills, that was my first year ever getting on bareback horses. Like, that's what a lot of people don't know is, like, I didn't start getting on bareback horses until I was 18 years old and just waited it out. Didn't know I wanted to do it, actually. I was, thought I was going to be a bull rider. And then when I was 18, I realized I was more of a bull getter honor yeah. than a rider. Yeah, we actually had a poll of people that thought you suck at riding bulls, and there's quite a few. Yeah, but uh, I was probably voted for that as well. Well, <laughs> Tim, I mean Tim's first year at Prescott, he he caught a ride with me and Wit to Casper, but he came and helped. He loaded speakers and all this stuff, and a year later, I think the next year you won the world, sixteen. Yep. Yeah, and I I know it changes, but I want to hear this answer from both you guys. Like, do you still? Does it still feel the same now as it did when you started? No. I don't know what you mean by that. I question. mean, like, like rodeoing. Like, now that you're no. accomplished and, and you've hit these goals, do you still, is it still just the awesome rush that it's always been? Or is it like, well, it's just another deal? Yeah, no. It, it's totally changed for me. Like, yeah. No, it's like the whole motivation behind it's all different now, too, though. Right. Like the, the whole, like, my whole outlook on the sport. Like everything has changed for me, for sure. It's a like night and day difference. Yeah. I think when you hit the pinnacle of your sport and you accomplish all your dreams, that 
your opinion and your feelings have to change with it if you want to evolve with it. Like once you hit the top, like you don't want to leave the top. Either. I agree. Like once you get up there, there's no going backwards. Yep. Like that's all you want to know. That's all you want to feel. Like when you're 18 years old, a lot of kids talk about, I just want to make the NFR. Yeah. You know what? That's the worst thing you could possibly set yourself up for, in my opinion. Like well, that's if, why you see so many kids make the NFR and then never make it again. Yeah. They, number one, that's their only goal. It's hard. And then once you make the NFR and you accomplish this big old lifelong dream, what are you going to do when you're there? Because you already accomplished it. You don't know how to set yourself up to go through a 10-day war. You know, like it's, it's a hard 10 days out there. Like it's fun. It's great. Once it gets going, it goes super fast. But that thing can be a nightmare out there yeah. too. I mean, it was a nightmare for me last year. I would say that was probably my worst ever finals. I mean, it's my eighth. Yeah, one. no, I actually bought you in Pro Fantasy Rodeo. So yeah, sorry that's about crazy that. though. You've been to eight. I mean, it literally seems like yesterday we were. You bought him. That means you didn't buy me. I did buy you. You're you always did? too expensive. Okay, whatever. Yeah, when you're at the top of the list, you have to get fifteenth and two other events so they can yeah. afford you. But actually, if you're smart, because I mean. Statistics wise, yeah, we're Sage talking value here. Well, no, okay. and it is, it is because the bull riding is uh, it's anybody's game, it's, it is tough. It like, is. Even last week in Guyman, like there were so many kids that I, even me, and I'm not that old, I had no clue who they were. You ought to be in my position, at, like that is when you're my occupation, and I don't know half of these, and you're not kids. even 30. Yeah, well, and plus, Crazy. like when you were talking about once you get to the top. Like it don't matter how good you are in any sport. When you when you get to be the best, people want to talk crap on you. Like they don't want you to do as good. So they can go, "Would well, you see that guy? Boy, he wouldn't." You know, I mean, oh, yeah. and I, I deal with that. Gifted the judges I, gifted him. That's what I, I hate. That that is my biggest pet peeve. I'm like, oh well, he gave him three extra points. He he spurred. Yeah. He spurred that dude. Like there is just haters out there. But especially like you said. What's your goal? Get to the finals. Okay, then you, you know, once you get accomplished, I feel like that the goal's not over because I get more nervous now than I ever have before because I'm like, man, I can't drop the ball at this point. I have to keep this level up where before I was like, ah, whatever, you know, and yeah. probably the same way for you. Not saying that clowning is anything like rough stock, but. Well, your expectation is is high for yourself. And I think that's what you talked about earlier. Like, you see that expression on my face in the thrill of victory and like when I don't do good too, it's all over my face. And it's not because like I'm upset with how other people did. I put so much work in that other people don't see that I'm, yeah. ne that I'm never going to let see all that extra work that I put in to make sure that those mistakes don't happen on them biggest stages. And when I make that mistake, I'm so mad at myself because I knew you, that you I train. knew what I should have done. Yeah. Cause you, you work out, you guys aren't like me and Hambo and you guys train. Oh, it's a necessity. It's crazy. You want to talk about like how far rodeos come in my short eight year career, like 2014, like you had a distinct advantage if you were in really good physical shape and, you know, if you worked out and if you really like took it seriously, like you had a distinct advantage over the field and like now it is a prerequisite and like you go in the locker room and everyone is ripped up and if you're not like you're going to be going home shortly because you're probably not going to win a whole lot yeah there's not a you know guys look like Corey melton in there you know uh, yeah <laughs> i i don't and i know you probably didn't see it but uh love you Corey. at del rio 
in, in the office, they had a picture of George Paul. Oh, this dude was ripped up. That's he carried weird. concrete cinder blocks in the back of his car. And when he would get to a rodeo, he would run around the rodeo while doing curls with cinder blocks. Yeah, but they built him different back then, though. He could be literally, he probably smoked cigarettes and drank a 12 pack of beer a day. He, he, was, he, he was built different. different Everyone you talk to, like George Paul comes in whatever venue you're in, and they're just like, man, like you just knew he was somebody. You know what I mean? And like he just had this aura about him of just like, here comes the stud. Could you imagine what would have happened if he wouldn't have? Got killed in the plane wreck. Like you always, you always kind of wonder in the back of your well, mind. Yeah, you can say that name. What? How many would Lane have won? Yeah. But I mean, like they and I, they said that he went to two hundred and some rodeos a year. Bobby Paul, his brother, was telling me this at Del Rio. He said that he would he rode bareback horses too. George Paul did. But if he if he couldn't get into both in one perf, he just ride bulls and he flew this airplane and he would go like three a day and just land. By the arena. Like, how badass would that be if you two could just land right by the arena in a plane? It's happened. Real nice. It's almost happened. I mean, not, not by the arena, but, you know, I, I was talking with Sage when he wants to, after he knocks out a couple more world titles, beats Donnie's record, um, and, and is the greatest of all time, which is argumentative even if you don't ever win another one. That's pretty argumentative now because the bulls now are complete different horses too. Like you watch, oh. I always say this: all things rough stock. Uh, this Facebook page, I don't know whoever runs it, but they always go get old NFR footage or rodeos. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. But you, you watch NFR even in the late '90s, you know, and you're like, that wouldn't even make a re-ride pin in Yuma, Colorado. You know, and it was at the NFR. Now it's just the evolution of sport. I mean, it's the same. I mean, you watch basketball from you know the 70s it's like yeah Clyde Drexler and Julius Irving were amazing athletes but like it's just not even the same sport as what these guys are playing now you yeah. know what I mean it's, and the, the one thing that I really liked about the evolution here that we have at the WCRA is you can throw the replay flag that is amazing I yeah they overturn a couple of them I wish they would do that at the NFR I do too. It's the only rodeo that I think you should honestly have that replay because I'll put this in like a judge's perspective. If they throw that flag, it's a $96,000 flag because in the bareback riding, you're not winning the average. That's a $76,000 check and you're going to lose the go around. That's $26,000. It might be 27 now. I mean, like two years ago, it was $96,000 off of a split second decision that they have to make and they need to not saying they need to be reprimanded because I would gladly put a thousand dollars up to double check their facts. If a flag gets thrown. Well, what about this? And I talked to Sage about this. What about even if you couldn't do everywhere? What about if you could do Pialop, Pendleton, Reno, like your top tour rodeos, you know, at least because obviously you're not, you couldn't have replay but, in Abbeville, here, Kansas. Well, here's right? the thing about it too. What you have to think about that here, they've got seven cameras. You know, and and it's tight. And at NFR, they've got even more than that, and it's tight. You could do it there. But if you go to start talking about Pendleton and all this, it's a whole – there's a whole side of technic, technical stuff that you have to have it. NFL, there's literally 25-plus so cameras. So have it, though. That's the thing. You want the sport to get better? You want it to evolve? Have it. 
But do you realize the how cost much, that that incurs with all that? Do you realize the money generated by these big rodeos? I know. I'm, I'm 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 with you at at like the NFR. And I, I come, am with I, you. When you come to the it, NFR, I, those are twenty. There's seventeen thousand rodeo savvy fans. You don't think they want an extra thirty seconds to see if you're right? Well, no. and like here the other night when they threw the replay flag in the bull ride, and we went to the next guy. Yeah. So it was like we're just sitting there going, I wonder what's going to happen. You know, you had your replay official, and we did that the scent shootout in Las Vegas. Uh, you weren't there because you were at the rodeo. Um, I think you were there the first year. No, no, no. Oh, that was uh, that was not you. That was that was Shane O'Connell. That was Tim Murphy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but we had wait, Tim O'Shmonnell. Wade oh. Sundell flew the flag in um, at, at in on the markout, and they went back looked at it. The judge that was on here last year. Uh, Jimmy was. Jimmy Adams was the replay judge. No, it was. Uh, Doesn't got, matter. Anyhow, he comes back and said, no, they showed the video. He marked him out. The foot did not bounce. He won the round. Oh, when, oh, oh, here. I tell you what. Butch Kirby. Like that. There was a certain year in rodeo that I was pretty upset with how the finals was judged. And then the next year, it was in the middle, right in the first third. Or it was like April or something. I had to judge a jackpot bareback riding. First time ever. They're like, you know what? You and Clayton Bigler are going to judge this. And I was like, okay. Well, like on the back of the buck and shoots, when I watch a bareback ride, I can call out that score, and I'm going to be anywhere from a half point to a point off, just out of perspective. When you stand on the ground and watch that coming at you, if you're too close, if you're too far away, if you're not running with it, that job is extremely harder than I ever wanted to give them guys credit for. It's an impossible ask. I mean, at the end of the day, man, they like there's way too much stuff going on for them to get every call right. And, you know, take Abbeville, for instance. For $600, is it the end of the world for whoever if the call is not made correctly? Like, no. Now, you're talking about $100,000 at the NFR. That's a big Absolutely. deal. And if you're talking about that kind of numbers, I understand that like logistically it's really hard to get it done. It can be done. Not at those. You know what I mean? Not the roads. You have the cameras here, there. You, you know, you have the camera angles, you know. And, and again, here, I like how you could keep moving on. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that, that judge could keep going because if the, even if the next guy wanted to challenge it, you still have those replays in the can and can bring it up. You see what I'm saying? It's not like they're gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's even like the PBR. The PBR does a great job with it. I mean, the, those replays, maybe 20 seconds. Yeah, they're going to know because they're watching quick. it. They're watching it's it. super quick. You know, and there's there's ways to do do around it. If you don't want to do a replay, sometimes, like, our sport may need to evolve where you wave a markout rule like Houston does, like Fort Worth does. Calgary doesn't have a markout rule. I mean, I understand from the – the Facebook warriors that they hate that idea that there's not a markout rule, but everyone's still marking their animal out. And when that's in a judge's perspective, after I did that, I realized how split of a second you have to make a decision. And if anything bobbly happens there, you waste three seconds of trying to watch someone perform thinking, did they miss their mark out or not? Well, now you're halfway through their ride and you don't even know what's going on. So like, sometimes they're like, you don't have a choice, but throw your flag out. And wipe it clean because it's such an opinionated. I, I don't. I don't agree with getting rid of it. I actually like here dock a guy. Was it five, five points, points off of WCRA? for missing a horse out? Yeah. At least Fair. not because I, I. I guess. I, wanna, I guess the I reason put for this them in, in a to, perspective for uh, production wise though too. Okay. Like 
at the NFR, or if any rodeo for in general, where there's a markout rule in place, I am going to sit in there until they stand up. Like I am, I will wait you out, and I might sit in there for a really long time until your animal stands up because you're not. I got to mark him out, and he's not going to cheat me out of the box. If I don't have to worry about marking one out, I'm going to take one a heck of a lot worse. Like I never thought about that. Like, for example, tip off last night. Sometimes she'll sit down in there, or like she'll get real squatty. And if I ain't got to worry about marking her out, I'll just take her. Like it ain't a big deal to me. But if I have to mark them out and make sure that I have a solid mark out, there ain't no way. I guess way. that would be the reason, because I've always wondered why. Like, okay, you, you need the scores that much? You know, is that why you're afraid? But I guess that, that makes more sense. No one's ever explained it to me. Well, it's a zero. I mean, it's, it's the only, only rule in professional, all professional sports that a lot of people don't quite understand is if you get a, that flag thrown on you. It's not just a penalty. It's a straight-up Well, zero. and, yeah, like when you're talking about everybody that complains about the markout rule – at home by god 1974 when i was riding bareback horses in kinsley kansas we had to mark one out that's those guys you know what 1974 you weren't getting on you know like all the the bad dudes you weren't getting on a show stomper night you're not getting on an 1800 pound horse that's shinier than a beer can yeah you know like full baggage like he doesn't like to stand in there very long for you to get a fair shot on him 815 full baggage so I want to talk about, you know, we talked last night, five-year plan, you know. You know, when you knock out a couple more, maybe slow down. I mean, like these events like here, the WCRA, I think are great because you can still go for big money and you don't have to beat it up and down the road. You know, what What do you, you know, what are your thoughts on like, I mean, how this triple crown, you know, win three events, boom, a million dollars. You going to go for it? Oh, that's why I'm here. I mean, honestly, you know, without the million dollar bonus, I could be at home with my family this weekend, you know, but it's, it's definitely I'm, incentive. A million dollars is a lot of money at the you end of the day. You can buy a lot like, of diapers with a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, that, and, that's, you know, people talk about how like the 50,000 at Houston's life changing money. It's like, no, it makes your life easier for X amount of time. A million dollars, that truly is life changing money. And yeah, to do it in three rodeos, pretty impressive. Well, and I think, too, for, uh, you know, for rough stock guys, man, you know, you're kind of getting towards the end of your career and you're not wanting to try to go to 150 rodeos. Set yourself up, work out, get everything set up, and only go to 15 to be eligible for a million. Yeah. Where you're not beat up, you're home, you're making money, you know. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of see how that all plays out because it's one of those things, I mean, if you don't take the knife to the sharpening stone, then it's going to get dull. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the fact that it's, it's an option now, I mean, a guy could legitimately win a hundred, $200,000 riding bulls working maybe 15, 20 shows. Or in your case, you went a hundred thousand in like six days. <laughs> yeah. No, 400,000. That's yeah, the month my, of my July. Record, my record's like, yeah, 300. I think it's right at 300,000. Every time I remember that July, it was Ed, Edmonton, Salt Lake. When, Calgary, what? the CBR finals. I rode Pearl Harbor. Yeah, on in North Dakota. That was twenty five at Mandan. Yeah, and something else. Oh, the C the CBR. I think I won the event and the world titles. That's so, why yeah. every time Sage gets off a bull, and after he rides the crap out of one, I walk up to him and go, "You suck." <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I did that a while back, and like this guy, 
by the fence. He pulled me aside, and I mean, chewed my butt. He's like, do you not realize that Sage Kimsey? I know who he is. I, <laughs> when I say you suck, it means you're awesome. Like, it's a joke. I honestly don't think you suck. So, he probably missed the grease paint. And then the um, fact that yeah. you were there to tell ha, jokes. Ha, funny clown. Yeah, we, we <laughs> Make asked, me a draft, clown. <laughs> we, we asked Bobby Moat this, and I already know your answer, so I'm not even going to ask yours. Because uh, we asked what your favorite horse or bull to get on of all time. I'm going to go ahead and guess Sage's Bruiser. Yeah, for sure. I knew it was Bruiser. Yeah. That, bull was, yeah. that bull is awesome. Oh, he's incredible. I mean, honestly. Bruiser's such a nice bull. He sent Sage... A, a baby shower gift, okay? But he is did, it, he, he kinda, did. Kind of keeps under himself. Yeah, I remember mean, he's... Hot Dam of Vernon Guidry's? Hot Dam was like, remember that, Scott? You probably tried to ride him, didn't you? Bullshack. No? <laughs> Bullshack. Yeah. Bruiser, for the rump chat listeners that don't know, I'm sure most of them do, Bruiser's literally a pet, too. At the end of the day, like, HD literally would... Like, there's videos online of HD giving him a bubble bath. And first off, that's just the coolest thing ever. But, like, if you ask me, like, hey spec sheet out like if we went into a video game and like i could design a bull like it would be him it would be bruiser there's the, i mean the, the the best video stormy wing on him at that pbr is albuquerque or somewhere albuquerque, yeah. it was that was just like awesome Down hard sh- shout out to my, my boy stormy uh and then brennan eldred at the nfr on him yeah you know even uh you know uh, i remember boyd saying he goes that was probably the greatest you know and he's announced an nfr 20 four 25 times because no. that was the greatest bull ride i've ever seen the great old no i think it was the next year and you were <laughs> 115 yeah. uh, 94 or something what about you tim what if you could only get on one horse if you could build a horse, horse of all time that's hard i have and you can't say it's one of your brothers okay take <laughs> the strongest a, aspect no, of, I want, a, of I want, a few I want horses you to see what, together. Like, where i'm going with this like because i have two 94 point bareback rides that tied the world record killer b no <laughs> Never again. Never. Big boy. See, I ain't never doing that again. Say 70. Killer B. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was, job, I was 94 on Stevie Nicks in San yep. Angelo. Great bucking horse. It was a great ride. Like the, the mix was right in the air. And I was also 94 on um, Gunfire. Two completely different rides. Same outcome. Got my name in the record books. But, and I love them animals like Virgil. No, you know, like those three that like, I think those are generic, like stand out because like, you're going to do big, big things on them. If you're, if you're ready to go, like magic's always going to be able to be in the air that night. But there is one horse that I've been on nine times that has always given me the opportunity to get on one of those. And that is uh shady nights of pickets that horse. And last year, Jayco J. Roper was just 87 and a half on him and Guyman that horse. I've been on him nine times. I was only 82 on him once. And I thought that was a screwing. Other than that, I've been 88 or higher on him every time. That horse has always been in a long round for me and has set me up to go get on them big, them bigger ones that have propelled me to them, them monster 90s. Like, that is a surefire winner for me. I actually asked Colin if he ever would retire that horse, if I could, if I could have her and let her. I would just buy a pasture for her, grain or whatever she needed every day and let her die on my breath. That's yeah, I'm, awesome. I, I'm pretty sure Colin's going to say, no, I need to breed some colts. <laughs> but okay, quick question. Besides Tim O'Connell, world record holder, who's the other two guys beside him? Ryan Gray on Grass Dancer yep. in Eagle, Colorado. Yep. And uh, was it Wes Stevenson? 
Yes. Is West... <laughs> I can't remember. I knew there was two. I knew Ryan was one. No, there's more than that. I think there's like five. There's six 94s. Is there really? Yeah. Because yeah, wow. I think Bobby, Bobby was Boy, 94. I'm sharp as a bowling ball. And that's I can't a, we know the answer. Definitely West. I know definitely West, but I don't know who the other ones would. The first one was Ryan Gray on Grass Dancer. Tilden? Oh, yeah. Tilden on... Uh, on on big, Dirty big Jacket? Big Tex. Big Tex. I've been 94 on Big Tex. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I have it. Um, well, so tonight, guys up. Big money. Seven round. Then come back for the three. Who are you? I, so, five o'clock here. For those listening local, uh, these guys will be back down here um, along with all the other rough stock guys, and they get to pick what animal they get on. Another thing that's really cool with the WCRAs, normally these guys get callbacks and they get told what they're having. Uh, now the animals get to get told what they got. So um, who who are you picking tonight in the seven round? Say you're first up. I don't know when you're drawing. but or- Yeah, I, ain't say I am second pick, so I ain't giving my first one away. Oh, yeah. You, do, you don't – Okay. The gamesmanship. Uh, I, see, tell you, uh, I tell you what, what I do uh, like about that deal is like you want to talk about a triple crown deal and being able to win a million dollars and nominating these rodeos to get yourself up in the leaderboard standings. Like I'd say the hardest thing in the bareback riding is is now like we're we might be small in numbers, but our quality is as deep as amen. any event goes. Like it is hard to win on any given day. It doesn't matter if you're especially with the young guys with Cole Reiner and Leighton Berry and there's some young young rocker. Kid. Uh, Keenan Hayes. Yeah, the kid, the kid, the kid that's got forty six thousand dollars won on his permit. He won seventeen thousand at sixteen thousand you know, like, at San Angelo. That's, that's the kind of stuff. Where, like that's how deep this bareback riding game's going. But like, if you want, like that's the hard thing is is drawing these good horses to give yourself a chance. Like, you want to give me a shot to pick my poison to move through three event wins? Like, I'll take them chances. I'll bet on myself every single day. Can I can I say one thing about you picking horses? The favorite thing I ever did was at San Antonio a few years ago. Uh, in between the extreme bulls and the short round, I got a little deep in the old beer. And uh, so all the guys had their names on these white things with their names. So it said like Tim O'Connell. I had a Sharpie and I changed the T to a J where it said <laughs> Jim O'Connell. <laughs> they, they literally <laughs> announced him as Jim O'Connell. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's what makes it. That's what makes makes you a clown. Yeah, that's why I still call Tim Jim sometimes. And you wonder why you lost the credit card. I didn't lose it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to lose. Karma, y'all need to do a little self-reflection because both of y'all. Both of y'all. I wanted to lose because I know how hard it is. You are you poor guys up and down the road. We actually you know, planned it. We thought, you know, new we, babies, new babies, diapers to buy. All we love stuff. our friends. It's been friends. a couple years since you won 396000 in a week. Um, it is. Kind of the last thing have I was saying. Have you seen fuel prices lately? <laughs> yeah, I, I yes, will, I have. I will say this just about this whole event. Everything about this rodeo is first class. From the building to the stock uh, to the contestants. To like our bullfighters that are here, Weston Rakowski, four-time world champion, Nate Justice, NFR, Nathan Harp, NFR, Boyd Paul Hamas, uh, 21-time NFR, Andy Seiler, NFR, Hambone, uh, two-time sound man of the year, Benji Bendley running lights, uh, Heath Stewart, of course, Frontier Rodeo, your brother, Championship Rodeo. Just, it's a, it, I'm not trying to kiss any butt because Heath's always mean to me, but he's put together an all-star cast. Yeah. 
shout out to buck days because there's especially for you guys you guys don't want to come to rodeo that sucks this is awesome well here's the thing we kind of talked about last night like there's a big stigma going around like with guys and the idea like if a rodeo doesn't count towards your world standings why would you go to it well there's a reason we're here and not out on the west coast right now with rodeos that do count towards the world standings like this is a a top of the line rodeo who cares if it's a war if you win a million bucks and it was like, oh you won a million bucks yeah did it count for the prca who cares no but we get to go to the big check i'm rich you can buy a jet ski with a million bucks a jet ski a jet ski you I would buy a time. jet ski i would buy a jet ski you know a what jet ski? why not don't buy I don't it i think you're thinking big enough it flies float <laughs> get a, buy a, a fleet of jet skis a and a place right you down here and you can rent so the you jet can skis yourself. people can drive them around the bay and and finally uh the cool thing is too for everybody that's watching or if you're listening so dusta kimsey sage's sister is married to will o'connell tim's brother so and we pray for her daily in a weird way that's good you guys are like the stepbrothers you should do that did we, did just, we just become, become best, best friends, friends? Yeah. yep that's but good. i always i like to Dusta is a great friend of mine, and and so is Will. But I, the one year when you guys both won the world, and I called Will, and he's like, "Yeah, me and Dusta, you know, we're going to going to the buckle deal." I'm like, "You guys are doing good too." You know, like, Here's our brother. You know, like that's pretty awesome. We're going to go watch our brothers get gold buckles. But uh, yeah. but championship rodeo has done a lot. Boy, they put together like me and Hambo said yesterday. Bringing they did the one perf at San Angelo. Brought twelve horses two qualified rides in the bronc ride. uh a great no, just the bronx big show weenie uh snatchy um oh hooey rocks those are two great horses to just, put back to back when you're just a bunch of good stock <laughs> honestly is your is it weird when your brother flanks your horse i think he gets does he ever try bit. to say like brotherly does, like does he ever pat you on the back i good tell luck, you Megan. i tell you what he uh he's got this one horse and he's out tonight and I absolutely despise this animal with all of my heart. Don't pick him. No, I'm not. I have, if it was a draw and I drew that horse, I would just go home. I, try, <laughs> I would try at Salt Lake to start the triple count back over. Like, I'm not playing this game with this animal ever again. What horse is it? Pow Wow Knights. Oh, yes. And, uh, uh, so, like, you know, when you can, you can pick, if you're the top 15 in the world, like the Bareback Riders, we all get on conference calls, and uh, we pick the 105 horses that go. I was very abdomen about this horse not being an nfr horse now two horses like so i got him cut off the list two horses showed up to the nfr one died and another one got crippled and that horse was the third alternate guess That's who drew that, that horse in round eight yeah. yeah in the dark and put on a truck yeah like and i heard about this happening and i tried calling our director saying is there any other horse that we can bring like can we just <laughs> shuffle some stuff around and he goes it's a little but he's low. a bad bucking dude and don't you want the baddest bucking horses don't they belong in the top at the nfr there's a bad bucking dude and then there's some horses that are just bad buckers that don't want to play back with you and so anyways so sure, never been sure on bareback, so he don't get it I got uh I got thrown it's off true. in round seven. My NFR and gold buckle dreams are out the window. And uh, because of your no good your brother's brother. fault. No, but then I draw this horse the very next night, oh. like to add insult to injury. And uh we didn't talk very much, and then this thing did just dirty yank my teeth out coming around there. And the first person that I seen and I hit the ground was my brother, and he looked at me and goes, 
So, do we still get to go to Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Willow Connell thing to say. Thing. Oh my God, that's good. I love it. Well, um, again, tonight, uh, 7 o'clock start, Buck Days. They've got stuff going on down there all day long, so you're listening on the radio. Come down. Come down here to Brewster Street Ice House. they got crawfish boiling. How was the crawfish, fellas? So good. It was very I, good. I struggled a little bit about the first half of the time we were up here because my nose was running. They got a little, the spice little, right down A little kick here. to them. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was really good. Well, we appreciate you guys coming down. It was awesome last night. It was worth all $302 that I spent because you know what? You can't put a price on good time. Yep. And good friends. Yep. Exactly. For sure. What was so, yours? Cause you lost too. Three thirty-five. but that's because this guy, <laughs> the Manhattans and the, and the bourbons were going down. Well, when they came back after the 15th drink and said, you have drank us out of both Woodford and whatever you <laughs> yeah, were drinking. Blanton's, oh, Blanton's. And then they, they were shutting we drank, the lights off. We drank them. Yeah. Big shout out to My our man. sponsors. Uh, big shout out to Garrett's mom. Who's here. Hey, Kathy. So, <laughs> so Garrett's mom's here, uh, which is great. Pendleton so. Whiskey, Manscaped. Maybe we got to get these guys some Manscaped. You know, I'm sure Alexis and yeah, Sammy and Joe would Manscaped, love that. Manscaped's got a new product coming out uh, this here in the next month or two. So, a Rump even, Chat, go to the go to the website Rump Chat Twenty. Get twenty percent off. Yeah, get yeah. yourself looking good for your next rodeo. Yeah, anyway. I, I use the Manscaped straight up. They See? are good. There you go. I, I actually it. got it too from listening to Rump Chat. I got it <laughs> there you Manscaped. go. And I did put Rum Chat 2020. I had to go back like 50 episodes to figure out what your code was. You should really up- forget to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you could have texted us. No, but we. Uh, no, you guys like calling Casey and Tilden first, so. Because they were buddies. Okay, I'm not going to yeah. get into it again. Well, that's it was do about it for the us today. Steiner thing about it not counting Denver, and they run with him. Okay, so anyway, hey, big gonna- shout out. Casey Scott, thank you, WCRA, for having uh, partnering up with Rump Chat. We love you guys. Uh, thanks to Brewster Street Ice House. Justin, thank you for all your hard work. And uh, y'all, three-time world champion bareback rider, Tim O'Connell, seven-time, soon-to-be eight-time world champion bull rider, the winningest bull rider in the history of professional rodeo, Sage Kimsey, and brand-new daddies. Uh, well, one again, but you're again. So... Anyway, Corpus Christi, thank you. 7 o'clock tonight, be there. Now, the new, this is brand new Chansey Williams. This is new single. See you, everybody. Cowboy's lifetime, if he's lucky, he gets to hold an angel like you. 